This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. Yeah, you come to me today. You want some Parmesan? Yeah, I'll get you some Parmesan. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. 25-20, 15, 10, 5, snowshoes, touchdown! Kansas City! According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. It's over! The Bullpups have knocked out Bishop the age! And for the ninth time in school history, the Bullpups stand atop the state of Kansas! Everything happening in the sports world. Oh, oh, are you serious? Slam jam, Get him ready for the NBA Duncan contest! And even some things not happening in the sports world. So, you're saying you will not watch any episodes of The Bachelor this year? I think I'd rather have a toothpaste. Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell. Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE. Or for those of you listening online, worldwide, at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner, feeling like Mr. March Madness, the man sitting across from me, the most popular man in McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Exhale. Can you believe it? Uh, I think in my headline in my story, I said, unbelievable. Well, and, for... and it really was. I mean, if you weren't there at the Roundhouse last night, or if you didn't listen to our broadcast, if you could even hear us because it got so loud at the end, uh, you know, I've been covering bullpup basketball for 40 years, and I, and I did put it on Facebook. Is that the greatest game ever played in terms of an excitement standpoint? And and the, and the skill level in that game was unbelievable, too. So uh, I don't think you're going to find too many people say it wasn't one of the top five of all time. For one thing, it was about the highest scoring game for two teams that I can remember. Now, there's been games where the bullpup scored like 100 points, but the opposition scored about 50 but uh, it was back and forth. Uh, Newton loses the game, even though they shot 73% in the second half and in overtime. They shoot 67% for 68% for the game and still lose. It was an instant classic. Steve, there are a lot of nights for you and I with this job where we go cover a game, and it's not a very fun game, whether it is a weird night of the week whether it is a beat down by one team. And there are nights that you have to make your way through in order to build up for a chance to have nights like last night. And nights like last night for McPherson against Newton with an overtime 88-86 to win. We'll let you hear some of the audio from that one here in just a moment. But nights like last night are the reasons why I do this job. Games like that are the reason why in November I start to work on basketball notes and game plans and what's going to happen throughout the season. Why I spend way too many hours here a week. And you do. The reason is for nights like last night where you build up and you have a chance to be a part of something like that. Because Steve, last night was unbelievable. Mm -hmm. It was one of those games where... It was funny because you and I just had a feeling. And I don't have the audio from right before the three-pointer. But Coach Kinneman called a timeout, and I sent it to him this morning. 
And I turned to you and I said, Steve, you see some funny things happen inside this building every now and then. And that was right after four missed free throws in a row. And in the back of my mind, I knew that McPherson was going to get a three-pointer to go down. Now, would it be that Newton would turn around and come all the way down to the other end of the floor and score? I don't know. But I knew something was going to happen. Did you get that same feeling as I did? Well, I'll be honest. When it was uh, 75-72 and 16 seconds to go, I was thinking in my head, where are we going to go on Saturday night since we're not going to be going to Wichita? Ooh. I really did. I Ty Berry is one of the best five players in Kansas and my heart really goes, really hurts for him because he carried that team in the second half. He scored 20 points in the second half in overtime. This guy is an, he's a potential Division One player next year, and he didn't miss just one free throw or two free throws. He missed four free throws in a span of 16 seconds, or in a span of three seconds, I'm sorry, because he missed two at 19 and two at 16. And, and I really felt for him, but I just felt like when that happened, Something strange was about to happen. Something strange certainly happened. Steve, I've got the audio pulled up. The first clip that I'll let you listen to, about 12 seconds left, 11.8, whatever was on the clock. The Bullpups have the basketball down three, coming out of the timeout, and we'll talk about what happened next after this. 11.8 to go, and the Bullpups trail by three. Into the backcourt for Max Alexander, crosses half court. From right to left, down to seven seconds left. Max Alexander back up top for Jake. Works around a screen. He gives it off. Chase Kinnaman a three for the tie. Off the backboard is good. Chase Kinnaman makes it in at the buzzer. And we've got overtime. Overtime. Chase Kinnaman makes it in. And we've got overtime in the Stub State opener. How about a little bit of that roundhouse magic? The Bulldogs have tied up the game at 75 apiece. And it is madness here inside the roundhouse. Feeling good! <laughs> hey, look at his sister Kaylee. She is she's losing her mind up there in the stands. He banked in a three to tie it, and we are going to overtime here inside the roundhouse. Unbelievable! The ugliest looking shot. It corkscrews out of his hand. It's way offline. It catches the corner of the box on top. It somehow squeegees in. And we're going <laughs> overtime. This game deserves an overtime, Steve. 75-75. And we get some free basketball here inside the roundhouse. And Chase Kenneman turns and says, let's go. Wow. Yeah. Could you hear how loud it was and, inside and, and the, the roundhouse? And the thing is, um, it wasn't what I'd call... A big-time crowd in terms of numbers? No, uh, it was a good crowd. It was a good crowd, but it wasn't a great crowd. But it was a great-sounding crowd. And the student section for the Bullpups was just fantastic. I mean, the BOIs were there, and their scrubs, they were looking good. Paul and Jesse, I saw them screaming their heads oh, off yeah. up there. And I mean, it was it was so loud, you and I could not hear ourselves in, in the headsets. <laughs> One of my favorite videos watching back from last night is there was a video from down on the baseline and you can see the shot go in and in the background there's the student section and Cindy Kinneman, the mother of the bus, is taking pictures down on the baseline but I don't think she snapped any at that moment because she was jumping up and down for 30 seconds just jumping and jumping and jumping 
that was going on. People were hugging each other. Lil Schmidt, who does all the stats, he's sitting next to me, and he wasn't doing stats last night, but he turns and we're high-fiving as soon as the ball goes into the basket. And the schnob was downtrodden. <laughs> he, he was losing his mind. It was an unbelievable moment. And at that time, I thought, okay, there's no way that this team is going to lose. Well, that's what I thought, too. The second clip here, it looked like it was going to be a little scary for a moment, and then they had their opportunity to win this thing. This was at the very end of overtime. Tiberi is 0 for 6 from 3 tonight as he takes the inbounds in the backcourt. Bullpups lead by 3. 15 seconds to go in overtime. They give the ball back to Barry on the left wing. Tries a contested 3. It's good. 9 seconds left. The Bullpups inbound on the baseline. They get it into Seth Madrin. Kyler Hoppus nearly fouled at half court with 3 seconds. With 2 seconds, he's fouled on a 3-pointer. And Kyler Hoppus is going to have free throws with 1.5 seconds left in a tie game. And I couldn't believe Newton was guarding clear out there as close as they were. I mean, he was about three steps on the other side of half court. Right, right. I mean, all you have to do is stand and put your hands up. But uh, they, it was a definite foul. I mean, and you didn't see any argument, you know, that I saw from Newton on that foul. They just were a little anxious and excited and overzealous. And good for Kyler Hoppus because, you know, he's battled tendonitis in his knees all year, had a great football season. He's kind of, He and the bus are kind of the forgotten guys because, you know, the, the Bullpups have the big three of the two Alexanders and Cody Stufflebean. But uh, it's nice to see those complimentary players. Uh, you know, the bus hits the three-pointer to cause the overtime, and then Kyler Hoppus wins the game with two free throws. With two massive free throws. And you took the words out of my mouth there, Steve, in that – what a way for these seniors to go out. I'll let you hear the final audio here in just a moment. But in terms of poetic, romantic, fun ways to end your roundhouse career, I don't know if there is a better moment. And in terms of Kyler Hoppus going to the free throw line in that moment, we said it on the air. You dream about opportunities like that. Going to the free throw line with one and a half seconds left and Probably in your ideal dream, there's no time on the clock. It's just you at the free throw line and a chance to win the game. And Kyler Hoppus had a career night last night. He did. He had 11 points. He had never scored in double digits in his career. He made three three-pointers, and part of that was because Newton didn't guard him. Right. And he made them pay for not guarding him early. He made them pay for fouling him. And you, t and you talked about, um, you know, kids dreaming. I know in my backyard back in the 60s, I had my old dirty old backcourt, you know, backyard where I'd, I'd played so much basketball. Just my parents were upset because there's this big dirt spot where they had cultivated really nice grass. And I would go three, two, one, and I would shoot a fade away from the corner, and then I go, <sighs> you know, it goes in and <laughs> stuff like that. But you know, every little kid dreams of that. It's the same thing like on the golf course when I'm I'm on the putting clock and there's no one around. I'm going this putt. To win the Masters. And hello, friends. Hello, friends. And of course, I miss it. But anyway, I sit there and, and I practice the putt that would win the Masters. So the dream moment happened for Kyler Hoppus last night in this McPherson team. And this is what it sounded like. First free throw for Kyler Hoppus is good. 87-86. And Coach Kinnaman says, no foul. They will stay out of the lane. The Bullpups lead 87-86. Kyler Hoppus with a career-high 10. 87-86, second free throw, good. 
Newton will inbound on the baseline to our left. They get it to Ty Berry. Three quarters court. The shot's up. It's no good. And the Bull Pups win in overtime. The Bull Pups win in overtime. 88-86. And they advance into the sub-state finals. Coming up on Saturday night. The final in overtime. McPherson 88. Newton 86. Bull Pups win. Bull Pups win. The Bull Pups win it. Steve, what a night. What a night for this McPherson And that team. was just a first-round game. Yeah, that's the opener. Yeah, that's, that's the, the opener. round of 32. Yeah, that's, that's just in the round of 32. <laughs> wow. So now, as I alluded to there, the McPherson boys will take on Bishop Carroll on Saturday, and I said in that audio at the time, Saturday night, this will be a Saturday afternoon game. Right. This will be a 4 o'clock game. They will take on Bishop Carroll, the reigning 5A state champions, on the road, down in Wichita, the McPherson girls are taking on Bishop Carroll tonight in their sub-state final. A whole lot of Bishop Carroll this week, Steve. And, and Mc... this is going to be a couple of just absolute dogfights. And I am telling McPherson fans right now, having been at Carroll, you better be there about 3 to 3.15 if you want a good seat. Carroll's gym is a decent size, but it doesn't have the seating of the roundhouse. And if the usual McPherson contingent shows up, and they're all there around 3 o'clock, 3.05, there won't be many Carroll fans that get into the game because I'm sure the Carroll fans probably won't straggle in until about 3.30. Steve, let's take our first break because we're a little bit behind today with the auction. When we come back, we'll begin to preview everything coming up over the weekend, all the area teams that will be in their sub-state semifinals and finals coming up this weekend and tonight. We'll do that all next. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, Jim Joyner, Steve Sell. I think Steve certainly is believing in some magic today. Well, I don't know how much magic we got left. We have used a bunch of magic this year, that's for sure. I think Especially at, one, at the roundhouse. I think at one point last night, Steve stood up at the press table and when Ty Berry went to the free throw line, he, he started wiggling his fingers no, and pointing I at him. And, and I, I didn't. I, I do think that. he was conducting some sort of spell. I did not do that. Are you a witch doctor? I'm not. I'm no doctor. <laughs> Steve, at least you're not the person that came in a couple of moments ago and told us, yeah, with about 30 seconds last night, I turned the game off. We were down by four. I just got so mad. I turned it off and missed the ending. Yeah. And then he said he woke up the next morning and learned the fate. Right. Whew, I'm glad I'm not that guy. <laughs> All right, Steve, as we look ahead to these games coming up this weekend, you've alluded to it in a couple of different sell-on sports columns today and yesterday at midkansasonline.com, so obviously go read those. But these are two games that if you would have said at the beginning of the year or before the brackets all released – that these were the two state championship games, you would go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Definitely, that could happen. Yeah. In 5A on the boys' side, you have the reigning state champion, Bishop Carroll Golden Eagles, against the McPherson team that 
has played in the state championship game the last five seasons. Right. On the girls' side, you have the reigning 4A Division I state champion McPherson girls going up against Bishop Carroll, who's been to the state tournament four years in a row. And they, played for the state. They finals. lost yeah. in the state championship game a season ago. You would look at this on paper and go, oh, yeah, this is a state championship game feel. This is a sub-state championship <laughs> game. Yeah. So two of these teams that are still left in this sub-state are not going to make it to state. And it's a bummer because there are going to be two really good teams that have to stay at home after what happens this weekend. The Bishop Carroll girls are currently 15-6. and six. The Bishop Carroll boys are the opposite of that. They're 16-5 and five, or the inverse, whatever you'd want to say. McPherson's girls, they're 19 and 1. The McPherson boys are 15 and 5. You just get the feeling that both of these games, whether it's the girls tonight at home inside the Roundhouse or the boys down at Wichita on Saturday, that these also have instant classics written all over them. Yeah, and uh, I think the games will live up to the, you know, the pre uh, pre-game hype. Uh, Carroll girls will be fundamentally sound. They got a good big girl inside. They got a very quality point guard who will not be phased by that bullpup pressure defense. And I think it's going to come down to McPherson's girls shooting the three. If they're, if they're making the three, when they make the three, they're almost impossible to beat. If they're making seven or eight threes, you know, shooting at least 35%, they are very difficult to beat. So it's going to be a very fundamentally sound game, a very perimeter-oriented game other than uh, Carroll's uh, six-foot post player. And I, I see that I really kind of see this game in the low. I wouldn't be surprised. I by think that. It'll be, and that's one thing about both Carroll teams; they have no problem playing, you know, lower scoring type games, especially their boys. You look at their boys' game in the Holy War last night with Capen. I mean, their score was almost like the halftime score of the Bullpups game. Forty-six to thirty-two <laughs> was their final score last night. A couple of things to note here: number one, it seems crazy. But the McPherson girls have not played Bishop Carroll since 2008. They haven't played a ton of times in program history. They've only met 11 times. The Bullpups are 7-4, and four, and a lot of those have been in state championship games. There was a little bit of a stretch in the early 90s where they had a home-and-home -home series with Bishop Carroll. But these are teams that haven't seen each other very often on the girls' side. A lot of them have been in state championship games, state semifinals. And these are two really, really good programs. On the boys' side... They have seen a lot of each other recently, and part of that is from Bishop Carroll playing in the McPherson Invitational. And the Bullpup boys are 9-0 against Bishop Carroll all-time. So as we look at these two matchups, these are teams that are familiar enough with each other, but this is not the same as playing a Bueller, playing a team like Circle or Augusta, teams that you are very familiar with and have seen a lot of. I know that these coaches have done a very good job of scouting, and, and they know what Bishop Carroll is going to be like, but they just haven't played this style of game against these teams very often recently. And the thing is, you got one day to prepare. Right. You know, one day to prepare. And that really puts the onus on your scouting. And I do know the Bullpup boys, and I'm sure the girls too, I haven't talked to Coach Stratham, but I do know from Coach Kinneman, I'm sure both coaches, they've got extensive reports on Carroll, They've watched Carroll film. They turn what they do is they one of the assistant coaches is assigned a team, and and all they do is look at Carroll film, break it down. I'm sure Coach Strathman tonight's got a great scouting report 
on the Golden Eagles. I'm sure Coach Kinnaman tomorrow night will have a great scouting report on Bishop Carroll, and they will be ready to play. These are going to be two very fun games, and these are, like I mentioned, four teams in these two games that it wouldn't surprise you if in a week from today or a week from Saturday, they're hoisting a state championship trophy. The winner of the girls' game or the boys' game because the Bishop Carroll girls are so solid. They are not a deep team. They really only play seven girls, but this is such a solid team for the Bishop Carroll boys. They've done it before. This is almost the same team that won 5A really? State last yeah, year. Yeah, they're, they're, Luke Evans is really the one guy that... The, and he had a great year at Friends this yeah, year. Yeah, we saw him play for the Friends Falcons and had a great game for the for the Falcons. So many teams hope and pray for these types of games, these types of moments. And for the girls tonight, they get to have this moment at home. And Coach Strathman has talked about it a lot with us and how hard they had to work to just get this game at home. To win 19 games... They needed to win 17 or 18 games to just be able to play this game and at home. And remember, if they can win tonight, they're going to be the number one seed. At state right. next week if they can win. Yeah, which means they get the eight seed, which hopefully won't be May South. Hopefully, I'm sure there's some teams on the east that will get through that probably have a worse record than May South because May South's a, South a gimme to make it to state. The McPherson boys have actually been really, really good on the road this year. Right. They lost their first game at Andover, but that was a long, long time ago. Then they recently lost the circle game, but other than that, they have not lost on the road. And so maybe this is a road warrior type of team. And if they can get that McPherson following down to Wichita on Saturday afternoon. Get there at 3 o'clock. I'm telling you, if you don't get there, you're not going to get a good seat. McPherson fans need to flood that place. Get all the seats full before the Carroll people get there. I know there are some concerns about the weather, and Steve was probably the biggest worrier last weekend Ooh. when it came to that weather. But we're going this weekend, yeah. Steve. You can't back no, out. There's no, there's no choice. There's no. But I don't think the really bad stuff's supposed to start till later in the evening. Right. So I kind of thought it'd be a two o'clock game, but I think four o'clock will be early enough to get it in. It's going to be a lot of fun this weekend, Steve. We'll take one more break. We're running a little bit behind today because of the auction running long. Did you buy anything? Did you bid on anything? No. Were you standing in the back I, room holding I, up I your let, paddle? I, I I let the people. I turn it over to the people and let them bid. You are a man of the people. I am. A, I I yield to the people. We'll take one more break. We're back after this. You're listening to According to Jim, ninety six point seven FM, KBBE. You are listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmer State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com. Wrapping up today's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE. Steve, are you excited for this weekend? This is one of those weekends we look forward to all year. Most of the time it's a state tournament weekend, but this yeah, kind of has that feeling. There's feel always like three or four times a year that you just get more excited than the average weekend, and this is one of those weekends. So McPherson will run through their game times for you here in just a moment. But as for the area teams that will be going tonight, a lot of area teams that will be playing in sub-state finals. The Mountain Ridge boys will be down in El Dorado at 6 o'clock taking on St. Paul. 
The Little River Boys will be taking on South Gray out of Dodge City. Tough game. Long South, road trip. South Gray, really good. Smoky Valley's boys, they will be playing in Hoisington as they take on Phillipsburg, who has been one of the best 3A teams in everything this year. Right. They were state football champions. I believe they're 18-2 and or 19-2. and They've had a terrific year. In 2A, the Inman girls will be taking on Bennington at the Sterling Substate. The Inman boys also won last night, so they'll be in the finals on Saturday. And the Kenton Galva girls will be at Sterling as well, as they will take on the host Sterling. Yeah, some great games uh, coming up this weekend. Uh, Inman boys really impressive last night. They've got their hands full, though. Sacred, Sacred Heart, Heart. Sacred Heart, really, really good. But uh, I'll tell you, if the Teutons play like they did last night, they're going to be tough to beat because they had it all working last night. Then we've got the two McPherson games. 7 o'clock tonight for the girls, taking on Bishop Carroll inside the roundhouse. I believe the doors open up at 5.30 or 5.40. And just go stare in the windows at like 5.25 and wait for them to open up the door and march your way in there. And we'll have fans that will be there before the doors open, I guarantee you. It will be a packed house tonight. The late Bob Coy would be there at 2.30. Oh, well, you got to get your lawn chairs out. <laughs> then on Saturday afternoon, 4 o'clock, the McPherson boys making the trip down to Wichita to take on Bishop Carroll. Steve, if the McPherson teams can get two teams to state... Wow. If they can get two to state next week, then this will have been one heck of a week. If they get one, then they had a pretty good week. It right. would be it would be a bummer for whoever wouldn't make it. But and if it, they could just get one, and you'd be, love to get two. Yeah, I, I just want to get one. Get them. You want both? I would love but both. Get, but yeah, I would love both. Get one though. These roads to state with the new way that five A is set up, especially with the depth of five A West, it is not easy. No. Look at the two matchups that the Bullpups had to win. The girls beat the 14 seed, who was a 500 team. Yeah. They had to win by 13. Then the 11 seed scored 86 points and had their second best or third best player score 30 points in the game. And it's then you so look, tough in and then, you, and then you look at Class 4A where the Bullpups used to be, it would be a cakewalk just to get the state. I mean, there's just not very many good teams at all in Class 4A. All right, Steve, it's going to be a fun, fun weekend. Number one, we'll take the air 20 minutes before both the game, 640 tonight, and then 340 on Saturday afternoon. And after the game, tell them where to go read the story. MidKansasOnline.com. You're all over it. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tonight inside the Roundhouse. According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell was brought to you by... Great Plains Federal Credit Union, Farmers State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva, Next Tech Wireless, and Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson. Make sure to listen to According to Jim every weekday from 1230 to 1 p.m. right here on 96.7 FM KBBE.